Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I'm here with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hello. Hello. And today we're moving right along with our Urban Legends per state list that we got going on. And since it was recently 4th of July, we decided to go and do Delaware today for our spooky Urban Legends and Stories. It's very themed. The first state. The first state. Yes. And you know, we love a good theme. So. Here we are. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Tara right now. She looks like a flag. Yeah. Yeah. Because actually, we are recording this on 4th of July. I am. Yeah. I am also wearing an Alaska sweatshirt. We are definitely different vibes right now. That's okay. Basically, this is actually like a bathing suit top, but it's like it's cute. cute. Yeah. But before we get into that, if you are new here, hello. Welcome. Returning Spooksters. Welcome back. We love you guys very, very much. If you would like to hang out with us on social media and you're not already, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with our handle at Three Spooked Girls and our amazing Facebook groups. Now we have the main group, which is Three Spooked Girls Official. That's where all the gift exchanges, all the discussion threads, book club, all the fun stuff, it happens there first because it's literally mine and Jessica's favorite place on the internet. It's the only reason I go on Facebook anymore. <laughs> Like, to be honest with you, pretty much it. <laughs> I feel like the only reason I go on Facebook at all is groups. Yeah, and a lot exactly. Of, like, book groups, so. Yes, book groups, our group, yes. It's hard for me to be in groups that have books because then I buy the books, Teranosis. <laughs> Shit, for real, for real. Let's face it. Our underarms aren't the only place we have odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi Whole Body Deodorant for Pits and Other Bits. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who discovered and proved in clinical testing that the vagina is not to blame for day-to-day odor below the belt, so she developed Lumi, a uniquely formulated pH-balanced deodorant. It's aluminum-free, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. My favorite item from Lumi has been the toasted coconut whole body deodorant. It's the first of its kind, and Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. It is amazing, and it smells like a cookie, and I love that. 
Lumi Starter Pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like the mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. And you choose from a variety of fresh, bright scents, such as clean tangerine, lavender sage, and my favorite, toasted coconut. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code SPOOKEDGIRLS at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant.com and use code SPOOKEDGIRLS. Oh my gosh. But yeah, lots of cool stuff that goes on in there. And then our other Facebook group is our Spookster shop. I do tarot readings. We have crystals from time to time and different fun stuff. So any kind of small businessy stuff Jessica and I come up with because we always have 500 projects happening in life. Yeah, that they're over there. <laughs> and if you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode in a month. Five and up, you get ad-free episodes a day early. So absolutely check that out if you would like to support us in our true crime and spooky endeavors. And I think that's it. So we're going to go ahead and just get on with our list of stuff in Delaware. I'm excited. Me too. Okay, the first one is Old Maggie's Bridge in Seaford. Mm. The ghost story of Old Maggie's Bridge is an interesting one. But it certainly does have some elements of urban legends about it, given that it seems to be a Bloody Mary type of game. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. It, however, it is popular enough that local people still warn visitors about the bridge. So it most likely qualifies for being included, even if it's a little embellished. That's okay. <laughs> Maggie's Bridge is located on Route 78 in Seaford, and is apparently the site of a fatal accident in which a pregnant woman named Maggie perished. Mm -hmm. The legend is that if you stand on the bridge, on Maggie's bridge at night, and shout, Maggie, I have your baby, into the darkness, you will soon hear a sound of sobbing Maggie scrambling in the bushes <gasps> for her child. Oh my gosh. The fuck kind of sick fucks live in Seaford, Leave her alone. Give her back her baby. Poor Maggie. I know. Okay. The next one is the Addy Sea in Bethany. The Addy Sea is a beautiful Victorian-style bed and breakfast with stunning sea views and a real homely feel. However, this is also one of the most haunted places in Delaware. The house was built in 1902 and was named after John M. Addy. Over the years, it's changed hands several times, but in the past 25 years, the Gravits have owned and operated the bed and breakfast. They have undertaken extensive restoration work in keeping up with the original design. In terms of the paranormal side of things, it is believed that at least three of the 13 rooms are haunted. Room number one is the home of Addie C's infamous haunted bathroom. The copper bathtub is violently shaken on occasion, and many guests have experienced this strange phenomena that cannot be easily explained. In room number six, there's paranormal activity of a different kind. When people pass by the room, they say that they can hear organ music coming from the room, even though there is no organ in there. Finally, room number 11 is haunted by the ghost of Paul Delaney, a man who once worked at the Addy Sea. These haunted rooms are only the beginning of the paranormal activity at the Addy Sea. There are also reports of a ghost who runs through the hallways in the evening. 
At certain times, the air is filled with perfume scent and mysterious music floats through the building. There's also a handful of reports of footsteps on the roof in the dead of the night, which many claim belong to the ghost of Kurt Addy, who fell to his death from the roof many years ago. That's that's a busy place. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Apparently, Delaware has a lot of like haunted places because the next I, one is the well, Bellevue. It makes sense because it's it was the first state. You know what I mean? It's true. It so wasn't like history. where we landed first, but no. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's been a state for so long that like it's true. There's been so many people there. Like it's not surprising that like you know New England and. A lot of the East Coast is just it's true. haunted AF. <laughs> okay. Bellevue Hall in Wilmington. Bellevue Hall is a property that is nestled in the Bellevue State Park and is reported to be one of the most haunted places in Delaware, thanks to several spirits that call it home. The second and third floor of the building are closed to the public, but staff members say that these are the most active parts of the property in terms of unexplained activity. The ghosts have been known to mess around with the electricity, move chairs around, and they are often heard in the form of disembodied screams and laughter. Ew. I feel like the laughter would be creepier depending on the context. (laughs) I was just thinking like if there was a scream and then there was laughter, (laughs) I would pee myself. That would just be, I'd be done. That'd be scary. All right. Our next one is Cape Henlopen State Park in Luz. That's what we're going to go with. Someone's screaming Mm -hmm. at me, probably. It's fine. Okay. So this place also has a rather creepy tale associated with it. It is said that there is a phantom soldier still on duty behind Tower 12. Those who get too close to his post, located in a bunker underneath what appears to be a dune near the campground, bicycle trail next to the spotting Tower 12, have heard growling or have been yelled at by a disembodied voice. The soldier's face has also manifested itself in photographs and video clips recorded in the area on several occasions. Ooh, wow. that's fun. Yeah. Our next one is a firehouse. Oh, <gasps> cool. The Christiana Fire Company, Station 12 in Christiana. It is said that there are two different ghosts that are haunting the Christiana Fire Company station. One of them is believed to be evil and one kind. Oh. At least they have both. Right? Because could you imagine if they were both bad? Oh, God. Both yeah. people. <laughs> the evil spirit is said to appear in the doorway of the engineer's room as a dark figure, a dark shadowy figure. This one seems to appear much more frequently than the other kinder ghosts. Oh. In fact, the kind spirit is rarely seen. But it is believed that whenever the evil spirit appears, the kind spirit is there, stopping the evil one from going any further into the hallway. Witnesses say that it's an ongoing battle between good and evil, and that anyone present when it happens can most definitely feel it. I bet. Okay. Catman's Grave, Long Cemetery, Frankfurt. One of the strangest tales to come out of Delaware has to be the Catman. This story is associated with Long Cemetery, Frankfurt. Apparently in life, the Catman was a gravekeeper who spent a large portion of his time chasing troublemakers out of the cemetery. He was apparently a very feline-looking man. After his death, it is said that those cat-like features became more prominent, and now the caretaker spirit manifests as part cat, part man type of creature who often scared away the kids who would come to party at said cemetery. 
And it is believed that he is still watching over the place in death. I mean, that's not really bad, but it says also, if you are bold enough to knock on his tomb and disturb him at rest, then he will mess with your vehicle, making it so that you have difficulty leaving the cemetery. I mean, if you're interrupting his sleep, yeah. If you've interrupted my sleep, I'd make it difficult for you to leave too. Right, exactly. So it's kind of like warranted. (laughs) It's true. The next one is John Dickinson House in Dover. The Dickinson Mansion, also known as the Poplar Hall, is located on the John Dickinson Plantation in Dover, Delaware. It served as a childhood home for John Dickinson, former congressman and delegate to the United States Constitutional Convention in 1787. The property was built in 1739 and was almost destroyed in a fire in 1804. It is now open to the public as a museum. John Dickinson himself haunts the house, and many visitors have reported hearing a voice of someone writing in an old or in the old master's study. His apparition has also been seen around the property, and his voice has been captured several times via EVP. That's cool. That's fun. Right? He he went to the Constitutional Convention. Sorry, Hamilton just popped in my head. <laughs> All right. So our next one is Fort Delaware in Delaware City. Fort Delaware is now inactive in that it no longer serves as a hard defense facility. However, it is certainly still active in terms of paranormal activity, with it being listed as one of the most haunted forts in America. Peapatch Island, on which the old fort resides, has been owned by the military since the 1810s, having been seized by the military from Dr. Henry Gale, who is using it as his own private hunting ground. The French built the fort to protect Delaware from the Confederates and other enemies. In 1812, Captain Samuel Babcock oversaw the efforts to make the fortification stronger. Seawalls and dikes were built at strategic points around the island, and the construction of the Star Fort was started in 1817. I just read a lot of things. I don't even know what that means, but okay. (laughs) I was trying to figure out how the Confederates were around in the 1812. (laughs) However... Due to various delays and damage suffered, it took much longer to complete than anticipated. The second version of the fort, which is a pentagonal one you see on the island today, was designed by Captain De La Field and was built between 1848 and 1859, although it was not declared complete until 1868. The dungeons are probably the most active spot in the structure. Prisoners would have been kept in the dungeon without beds or even water. They slept on the floor amidst the vermin, so, needless to say, death and disease were rife. Many people have reported shadow figures and full-body apparitions in the dungeon area, and it is not uncommon at all to hear disembodied voices echoing through the fort's dark halls. There have also been sounds of chains rattling. Ooh, I think this was on an episode of Ghost Hunters. I feel like, yeah. Okay. Delaware Governor's Mansion in Dover. The governor's mansion in Dover is believed to be the most haunted house in Delaware. Having been built in 1790 and its first reported ghost sightings back in 1815. Oh, it started early. Wow. It certainly has a claim to be. Mm -hmm. The owners back then were Dr. and Mrs. Martin Bates. During a visit, a well-known preacher named Mr. Lorenzo Dow was attending breakfast with the Bates when Mrs. Bates asked him if he would lead to prayer. Mr. Dow hesitated, suggested that they wait for the other person in the house. Surprised, Mrs. Bates explained that nobody else was in the house with them. 
Dow described a man he had passed on the staircase as an older gentleman wearing a powdered wig, knee breeches, and a ruffled shirt. Mrs. Bates was shocked, as who he had just described was her late father, Mr. (gasps) Charles Hillard III, the builder and the original owner of the house. Oh, shit. He like, get out of my house, preacher. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) All right. So the next one I have for you guys is the Smyrna Museum in Smyrna, Delaware. So this museum consists of two historical buildings, the barracks and the plank house, both dating back to the 1700s. The barracks, which now houses the museum, was built in the 1790s and housed soldiers during the War of 1812. It was also used to recruit Union soldiers during the Civil War, and the Delaware Civil War lottery was held on its steps. As with most locations, they have their amount of history, there's a ghost story or two to tell. And the museum and the Duck Creek Historical Society embrace the haunted history. Paranormal reports here include unexplained sounds and voices, objects moving on their own, and feelings of being watched. All right, all right. Uh The next one is the Rockford Museum. Mary and the Mysterious Man. Built between 1851 and 1854, the Rockford Mansion was initially the retirement home of Joseph Shipley, a distinguished merchant banker who designed the house to resemble an English-style estate. As anyone who's seen it can attest, the ornate Gothic revival architecture has all the markings of a classic haunted house, complete with a pet cemetery. (gasps) Over the years, staff has seen the spirit of a man in a red smoking jacket and the ghost of Shipley's great-niece, Mary Bringhurst, who was 100 when she died in the home in 1965. So not that long ago. Yeah. Sometimes you'll smell lilacs, which is one of her favorite perfumes. Dr. Louis Dalmiri, a parapsychologist, told a CBS reporter in 2017, her old bedroom occasionally dips in temperature, he added. The basement is supposedly home to a spirit called the Shadow Man. And some have seen the ghost of a dog. Oh, I love when there's a ghost dog. Oh, yeah. Other unexplained occurrences include floating orbs and the disturbing sound of shoes on the stairs. Mm. News about the possible hauntings became a widespread in the addition to the CBS segment. The property appeared (gasps) on a sci-fi show, Ghost Hunters, in 2015. The museum plans to hold ghost tours in the Halloween season, pending COVID restrictions. Oh, this article's older, huh? Yeah, it probably came out in like 2020. Yeah, I was like, it's probably open is what I was saying. (laughs) Yeah, I would think so. It's in Wilmington, by the way. Yes. Looms Pond State Park, a victim's last cry. Looms Pond is a popular destination for campers, picnickers, paddlers, bikers, and hikers. Few, however, have known about its resident ghost. According to Delaware Public Archives, a runaway girl met her end in the 1870s when she encountered a murderer. So if you hear high-pitched screams and muffled shouts near the Swamp Forest hiking trail, you might wish to turn back. (laughs) The woman, I'm not laughing about the story, but I was just like, damn, that's scary. The woman's unfortunate demise isn't the only spooky campfire story you can tell in the park. Its namesake is John Loom, who ran a mill house along the Chesapeake and Delaware Canal. Visitors have reported seeing the miller and his son roaming the grounds and hearing the phantom sounds of a water wheel. Hmm. That's crazy. Right? 
I'm very excited about our next one. It's titled Crabby Dicks. <laughs> a memorable maid. <laughs> People who love blue crab head to Crabby Dicks, which serves Delaware's favorite crustaceans with a waterfront view. Paranormal enthusiasts, however, head to the building because it's reportedly haunted. Mm-hmm. John Buquette is a believer, and in 2005, shortly after Buquette and Dale Slaughter purchased the old Delaware hotel for Krabby Dicks, Buquette slept in one of the rooms and dreamed a chambermaid told him to leave. Ooh. A year later, Nancy Meyer of Court TV's Psychic Detectives channeled the spirit who said a former maid named Sandy was haunting the building. Aww. Right? For many things that make you go, hmm, a, rest- <laughs> a restaurant <laughs> customer recalled that the maid had died at the hotel. The ghost is said to flick the lights on and off and keep people from the fourth floor. If you see a face peering down at you from an upper story, relax. It might be one of the dummies. <laughs> you can't move around the hotel during Halloween. But do take a second look. It might be Sandy. <laughs> I like that he's embraced it. He's like, I'm just gonna fuck with people. It'll be great. <laughs> okay. The last one of our Delaware episode is Cannonball House, the capricious poltergeist. Owned by the Luz Historical Society, the Cannonball House is named after the cannonball that struck the foundation in April of 1813 when the British bombarded Luz. Built in 1765, it had been a restaurant, laundromat, and private home of pilots, including Captain David Rowland. Reportedly, his family member Susan lost her life when her skirts brushed against the hearth and caught fire. Oh my god! Biggest fear when I was a uh, a docent uh-huh. in, at Adobe Park, I would never work the kitchen because I was always afraid my skirt was going to catch on fire and I'd die. Oh my god! Yeah, no. Since the society bought the property in 1963, there have been some mysterious happenings. One door won't stay shut even when it's been nailed closed. In another incident, a worker left his tools on the bench at the end of the day. The next morning, they were on the floor as if somebody had carefully placed them there. A key once went missing from the lock of a displayed 16th century Spanish chest. Since workers have accidentally shut the lid, everyone assumes the key had fallen inside the chest, which was locked. While cleaning the property, a maintenance man stumbled upon a coiled rope no one had noticed before. It had the key underneath it. Susan is a playful spirit, but a more aggressive specter might occupy the society's near Reeves Holt house. While investigating the structure's basement, the late Rick Coherd, founder of the Delmarva Historic Haunts, felt something or someone touch his arm. Someone is up close and in your personal space, he said after the experience, but you can't see anyone. He found the experience hard to forget. That's exciting. Right. All right, y'all. Well, that is going to go ahead and wrap up this episode for today. We hope you enjoyed and we will go ahead and see you next time. Bye, guys. Toodles. Toodles.